of 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos only on 101.9 High FM. Point nine, Chai FM. Warm, warm welcome to all of our radio family. Thank you for joining us on this Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Pasha Sazria. This is a triple crown Shabbos because not only is it Shabbos Kodesh, Pasha Sazria, it's also the Shabbos on which we read the fourth of the very special readings that we read. Uh, in the Chodesh of Adar, and that is Parshas HaChodesh, which gets us into the Pesach mood. We learn about the laws of Korban Pesach and the fulfillment of some of the mitzvahs of the Seder night. And it's also, this Shabbos is Rosh Chodesh Nisan. We're actually beginning Chodesh Nisan. We take our leave of Adar, which is level one of joy, and we go into Nisan, which is an even higher level of Simcha fulfillment, the actual month in which it's our birthday, our, our, our month in which we were formed as, as a nation. But in our first segment, let's actually deal with the Pasha. We can't pass by Pasha Sazria without at least something about the Isra of Lashon Hara. And we're told that a Metzaira has to sit outside the camp, but Tame Tame Yikra. He has to call out Contaminated, contaminated, bothered Yeshev. He has to live in isolation. His dwelling is going to be outside the camp. Shleimah Melech tells us in Sefer Mishlei, says, Amoves v'achayim biyad Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We can understand that Loshnara, slander, defames a person. It can be viewed as kind of a character assassination. But why is it life and death murder? The victim that has been disgraced, slandered, is alive and well. Why is the act of speaking evil considered tantamount to murder? So the Bali Musa make a powerful statement, one which I personally really think about. When one is slandered, when someone speaks Lashonara about you, when one is the subject of someone else's malicious Lashonara, so he's no longer viewed in the same manner. Even if it's a blatant lie, subconsciously, we look at that person differently, even when we know that what we have heard is not true. You know, the old statement, you know, they don't say those things about me or you, is very, very apropos. Thus, the person that he was yesterday, before he became a Lushen Hora victim, no longer exists. He's gone from the face of the earth. A new person who has the exact same features as he does, has taken his place. It happened uh, many years ago. Someone was attending a, a simcha, kind of, you know, out of town. At the table were guests from various cities 
and you know various levels of of frumkat of religious observance. Someone made a casual derogatory statement about someone else, who's uh, 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 the person telling the story had never had never known this person. They had never made an acquaintance. Years passed, and that person met the subject of the story. I still did not know him, but I looked at him through a different lens. That is human nature. For all intents and purposes, the Baal Lashonhara, slanderer, had years earlier murdered that person. Not the, that I was looking maybe at the mirror image of that original person, but he was not the same. Lashonhara transforms the victim. No one will ever look at him in the same in the same manner. That is a fact. It's for this reason that the mida keneged mida, the measure for measure punishment meted out to the slanderer, is badod yeshev. He has to dwell in isolation. Even other mitzoram, other contaminated people, may not be in his proximity. Also, you must call out to whoever walks by, Tommy, Tommy, I am contaminated. Stay away. You don't want to go near me. Right? He transformed his victim into another person. So his punishment is that he too should become another person, one with whom no one wants to have anything to do. Right? One caveat exists. One difference between him and his victim, and that is he can do tshuva. He can repent and revert to his former self. His victim is finished. No one will ever look at him in the same way. He will always have this kind of pale over, overhang, overhanging him. 101.9 FM, we'll be back in a moment. There's so much more still to come. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, sold to sold back on your way to Erev Shabbos Kedish, Pashas Sazria. This is a triple crown Shabbos. It's also Pashas HaKedish, the last of the four special readings that we read around this month, Chedish Ada. And of course, it's Shabbos Rosh Chedish. Tomorrow, tonight is the beginning of Chedish Nisan, the Chedish HaGeula. And there's so much to talk about, but I really want to speak this week about something that's perhaps quite serious, but quite quite relevant to, to many of us. And, and it's a question that comes up so, so often that, you know, we have so many things going on, so many difficulties, so many tzoros, and, and we daven, um, and we, we plead with our Kodesh Baruch Hu for mercy in all, kinds of, in all kinds of areas. How does it work? And sometimes, you know, it doesn't seem like what we're davening for gets gets answered, doesn't always seem to, to happen, work out the way that that we hoped it would to. Of course, it works out the way the Rebbein Shlodim has designed and wants it to. So let's talk a little bit about today, about the concept of tefillah, and particularly how it can be that even when we feel perhaps distant from our Kodesh Baruch Hu, there's actually tremendous, tremendous closeness. 
there's a, a medrash. Actually, in, in this week's parsha, and that's what kind of brought me to this in Perik Yudalit, based on a pasuk in Yoiv, that says, Eso dei I lift up and engage with my knowledge to those that are far away. And to those that work, that engage with me, I will give justice. What does that mean? So the major says, Om Rav Nosen. Says Rav Nosen, That we consider the name of Avram Avinu, when we talk about, when we regard the, the greatness of Avram Avinu, if we need a definition, if we need some way of, 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 of uh, kind of in, in, in one word, perhaps encapsulating what Adam Arishan was, so we say, Avram Avinu is defined as the person that came and approached from far away. How to, and he, uh, as a reference, we bring the Pasuk that talks about Avram Avinu approaching the Akedah, the binding of Yitzah, by Yisa Avram is Enav, Avram lifted up his eyes, by Yares HaMokhin Merochik, and he saw the place from, from very far away. So it comes out based on this Medrash, that for some reason Avram Avinu is called the one who's, Far away, and in fact, the Chidush Yorim brings this down in 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 the Sefer Azchus. And we need to understand what is well, there are many many expressions we could use that are so appropriate to describe Avram Avinu. Why is it specifically this one that that was chosen? So there's a Gemara in Brachos, Gemara Brachos on Daf Chavav Amabez. We know that Avram Avinu is credited with establishing the Tfilah of Shachris, our morning prayer. And it's based on the Apostle. It says, Vayashkem Avram Baboike. Avram got up early in the morning and he went, El to the place, Asher Omacham, to the place where he always stood there. And then where it says, whenever the Torah used the word Amida standing, it means Tfilah. It means a davening. Based on the Pasuk, it says, Pilchas stood and he davened. So the word Vayapalel, davening, is used in connection with the word Vayamoid. So we see the word Vayamoid is always an expression of, of davening. Now, this Pasuk, where it says that Ramavina went to the place where he always davened, is said in reference to Ramavina davening for the city of Sodom, for the very, very evil city of Sodom, who HaMakadosh Baruch Hu had informed him was going to be destroyed because of their absolute depravity, because of their absolute lack of kindness or compassion or, or, or morality. And Avram Avinu was going to bat and daven for Sodom, that Sodom should not be overturned and destroyed. And the reality was, his tefillah was not accepted. As, as it says at the end, Avram went back to his, to his, uh, to his place, right? And, and uh, was not successful. Obviously, there's no such thing as, as a tefillah that gets lost, that gets wasted, and is not sort of uh, uh, accepted by a Baruch Hu. Certainly, 
the Tefillah of Avram Avinu helped for some other time and, and was incredibly in, in, in influential and, 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 uh, and uh, helpful for Kleiso at, at, in some other situation. We know there was a, a, a well-known story in, uh, in America with a, a certain Yid who unfortunately uh, uh, fell into, in, uh, sorry, was involved in, in, a, in a terrible motor car accident and almost died from his, his wounds. And the name of this injured person was Shleimah Zalman ben Tzivia, which was the same name as the Gain of Shleimah Zalman Orbach Zatzal. Now, the, the, uh, you know, the doctors in their great generosity gave this uh, man in America just a few days to, to live. But the reality was he actually recovered and, and came back completely to, to, to being healthy. Now, after that story, a, a certain Rav told over the story that two days after the accident of that, of that year in, in America, Rav Shleim Zalman became, became very, very ill. And at the same moment that Rav Shleim Zalman uh, left, left this world in, in Yerushalayim, this ill person, right, he awoke and, and he began his path to, to recovery. And it was as if the Tfilis that all of Klaliso on Mars davened for Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach helped for this, for this sick person. And it must be that some of the, of the Zuchuyas, some of the merits of the many, many Tfilis that were davened for Rav Shlomo Zaman helped for that person that, who had the same name as as Shlomo Zalman and the same name as uh, as 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 his mother. In fact, there's a similar Gemara in in Brachas on Daf Vav. It says that Amr Rav Chelbay, Amr Rav Chelbay says in the name of Rav Huna, anyone who fixes a place and davens in the same shul and in the same location in in that shul, if at all possible, uh, 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 every time he davens. So Elakei Avram be'Ezrei. The 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 God of Avram is going to help him. and when he passes away, they're going to say to him, "A Anav, what a modest person! A Chosid, what a righteous person! shall Avram Avinu, you are considered among the disciples of of Avram Avinu." And how do we know? Ask the Gemara. How do we know that Avram Avinu had a fixed place for his davening? And he brings this pasuk. He went to the place where he always stood to daven, and we know that Amida, as we said, is always an expression for for davening. So, and and based on actually the source. So the two Shulchanar and the Shulchanar and many other Paiskim uh, are right down in 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 the in the Archaim in Simon Sadi that a person should have a fixed place to his daven. He shouldn't change it unless there's a very very great great uh, great need. Right? We see 
that this pasuk also was was said by again by the destruction of of Sodom. And here again, the the tefillah of Avmavinu seemingly was not was not accepted. But Avraham Avinu here is teaching us a tremendous, tremendous idea. Because sometimes when a person feels so distant, he feels, I put all my effort into the davening and nothing happened. My tefillah wasn't accepted. Accepted who? And, and you think, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu must hate me and, and, and I'm so distant from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The reality is, it's a tremendous, tremendous mistake. And in fact, at that moment, it could be that there's no greater cl- closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu than that. Why? Because if your Ratzon wasn't fulfilled, you doubted for something that didn't happen, so then the person is, is broken. He feels so useless. He feels, I've, I've made such an effort and, and nothing's happening. What am I? That feeling of being broken, that feeling of, of absolute worthlessness and uselessness and not being able to accomplish anything is in fact what brings a person closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu than anything else. And therefore, Avraham Avinu, is called Rochak, is called distant, because from him we can learn that by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when we feel distant, when we feel impotent, when we feel unable to accomplish, that is the greatest Kirov, that is the greatest closeness one can possibly ever achieve to, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We'll come back and discuss this more in a moment. This is 101.9 Soul to Soul. Please stay with us. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, soul to soul, back on your way to Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Tazria, Pashas, Achodesh, Erev, Reish, Chodesh, Nisan, a triple header of a, of a day. Amazing, amazing Shabbos this is going to be. We are talking about Tfilah. And we're talking about the fact that sometimes when we think our tefillah is most unsuccessful and we think we must be so distant and so, and so hated by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is actually the moment that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us the most and we are absolutely the closest to, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this is a very fundamental idea brought out in, in this week's Pasha. In the very beginning of this Pasha, we learn about a woman who who gives birth, who who has done the greatest act in the entire world. She's brought another living being into the world. And she's fulfilled the such an important mitzvah of, of like the world wasn't created to be barren. She's she's populating the world now, she's populating the world, she's bringing into the world beautiful children who Bez Hashem will grow up and, and, and learn Torah and, and serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and fulfill lots of mitzvahs and maybe themselves, Bez Hashem, raise families and have more children. It's, it's an unbelievable thing she's done. And what seems to be the outcome of it? She becomes tame, she becomes impure for seven, for seven days if she gives birth to a, a, a boy. And after that, for another 30, 30, 33 days, she can't even come into the base of Mikdash. She can't even eat sanctified, holy, holy food. Is, is that the reward she gets for this amazing mitzvah that, that she's done, this amazing contribution she's made to the world? 
But no, but rather this woman who's given birth in the schus of the mitzvah that she fulfilled, that brings her to a perceived distance from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because by the Bari Yonam, by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, specifically when HaKadosh Baruch Hu distances a person, says, no, for this time you can't come into the basement, you can't eat holy food. So he, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, re- reveals through this his actual closeness to the person. Because that arouses a person to, to daven, to beg, to beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and, and, and to, to, I want to come close. I want, I want to feel you. I want you in my life. And through that davening, then that really brings a person to absolute closeness, to an embrace with, with, a, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It was brought in, the, uh, in one of the, the Jewish periodicals in the month of Teves, in the last year. So there was a, a man called Rav Usher Shinser, who was killed again in a, in a, in a bicycle uh, uh, accident on, 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 on the highway on, on a Moetzer Shabbos, it was. And this, this Usher Shinser was the Gabbai in, in, in a shul in uh, Elad, and, and was actually killed on his way to some important mission that he was doing in the area of, of Kashrus. So besides, obviously, the terrible, terrible pain of the fact that a young person was taken from this world long before what we thought his time should, uh, should be, there was also the tremendous, tremendous upset and, and anxiety that when it became known that Rav Shinsa, who was only 35 years old when he died, had left seven young children at home and, uh, and a wife who needed, uh, who not only needed to look after them, but herself was Bez Hashem pregnant uh, with, the, with, the eighth, with the eighth child. Obviously, it's impossible to, to even understand the pain, the despair that surrounded that whole, that whole family. That suddenly, sort of in the middle of, of, uh, of life, they get this terrible, terrible news about the, the Baal Mishpoch. How do we manage to, to survive? How do we manage to keep things going and sort of keep the routine of life, of life going? You know, we have young young children, right? There's, and there's so much uh, uh, involved in the daily sort of grind of, of running. How, how does a single mother do it? And it was, it was publicized that this widow, and she bezerched to, to, to so many, so many brachas, and Hashem should give her the kayach and the ability to deal with this terrible, terrible, difficult uh, test and the sign that was given to her from Shemayim, she proved from the very first second the, the, the kayach she had, the emuna that she had in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And, and, and she strengthened and she herself comforted all those who came to the Shivas, all those who came to comfort her. They walked out 
uh, with the chizuk, they walked out encouraged. They walked out stronger after they came to that shiva house in 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 Elad. But that wasn't everything. The the family told about what happened at after the shiva, after everyone, as the minig was, they went to the kever of 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 Rav Schnitzer after they said the the tehillim and the uh, and and the and the Kaddish that the children had to say. So the widow announced in front of everyone that was present, right? From here, we're not going home. We are going straight from here to the Kaisal. No one understood why at that moment the Dafka had to go to the to the to the Kaisal. But she was not uh, uh, prepared to take no. She didn't, and didn't want to leave the family even for one moment of of uh, not comprehending what she was doing. She says, "We're going now to the Kaisel Marovi in order to thank Hakadosh Baruch Hu, uh, for all the years that we were zeicher to have at our side, uh, my dear husband, our dear our dear father." said the, the 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 widow and the whole family and and was swept away by her incredible strength by her incredible emuna everyone understands that at these moments this is not this is not a time for playing playing games we're not saying you know this is like uh uh, uh you know if 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 if, if uh, you know Robinson schnitzer said what she said this is a clear, clear, clear sign that she actually felt that what she actually felt at that moment. And in her heart, she felt this need to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for all the years that she had such a dedicated husband. It's worthwhile noting that the, 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 the widow added that I'm saying we need to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for all the years that we were zeichet to what we were zeichet to. And I'm not saying for the, the good years, because if I say that, then that might indicate that I feel that until now, these were good years. And from now, they're going to be not good years. And it's, it says also for a person to feel that way, because the same Avinu Shemashemayim, the same Tatla that we have in heaven, who brought those wonderful years until now, Hakadosh Baruch Hu can bring in the future all the same beauty, the same, the same happiness. What amazing, amazing level of of emuna in 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 the in the in the Rebbeinu and that's how every single Jew needs to feel. At a moment when we have challenges, when we have difficulties, to feel with his entire heart that there is a Rabbani Shalom who's watching over him, who's guarding him, even at this moment. And even when, when, the, when the difficulty and the challenge is at its, is at its height. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has the possibility at any moment, at every moment, to, to save him, to, to, to deliver him from all of of our of our of our enemies. And 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 the Chokhmah is what's is is to feel this not only when our Kodesh Baruch Hu uh, uh, kind of 
shows us and proves us that everything was for our good. But even now, even when things are hard, when things are bitter, when things are, are sad, when things really don't look like there's any positive in it. And if they would ask us, we might have even, uh, you know, uh, probably answered that, you know, you know the, 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 the Halavai, the world would would be act differently than it's, than it's acting now. HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought upon us whatever it is that he brought, and everything is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's tremendous, tremendous rachamim and, and mercy and his compassion for his children, for those that he loves so much. We have to be happy and to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu even for the tsaras, because they're not really tsaras. They all come for our own own benefit. In the in the in the biography of the uh, of of Rav Shmuel Birnbaum, Rosh Hashiva of Amir in in America, it's uh, it's told that he had in his later years he had two heart attacks, and the second time, uh, so he said that the reason why the yeah, this heart attack occurred was because he was always makbid to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he was healthy. But I, I didn't specifically thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for each heartbeat, for every second that HaKadosh Baruch Hu kept my heart working. And therefore, said, said, said Rabbi when I started to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for each beating of, of my heart, so then I was able to recover from, from, from the heart attack. Pasuk in Tehillim, in Kapitel Kuvav, says, Vayar batzarlem Hashem saw when things were difficult for them, Bishamai Esri Nasam, when Hashem heard their joy. And the Pasuk seems difficult. What? At, at the time of Tzara, HaKadosh Baruch Hu hears their joy. So they explain it based on what it says in, in Pashas B'Shalach. After Kriyas Yamsuf, it says that Miriam all the women followed Miriam with drums, with music, and with, and with dancing. And the Medrash asks, where do they have in the desert? Uh, musical instruments. And the Medrash answers that these Tzitkanias were so sure, were so confident that HaKadosh Baruch was going to do miracles for them. Therefore, they took the musical instruments with them out of out of, out of Mitzrayim. And that's what it means in, in the previous Pasuk that we brought. Vayar Batzalem Hashem saw when things were so difficult to them, when he heard their joy. In other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw that Kaiso, even when things are so difficult, when we're going through the most challenging of times, and we're still in that challenge, already they're, they're expressing their joy, already they're springing their, their, their song, which they've, which they've, they've prepared. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says them. And from here we can learn very, very clearly that every single yid 
who is chachas v'shalom found in any kind, whatever it might be, in a medical situation, in, in a financial situation, in a shalom bias situation, whatever the tzara might be. And he sings to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the, for the uh, future uh, uh, redemption and for the future salvation that he hopes and he waits to experience, he can be guaranteed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be there to, 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 to help him. And, you know, as, as God-fearing, as God-believing Yidin, we absolutely have, have the betochen, and we rely on, on, on our Father in, in Shemayim, that whatever our Kodesh Baruch Hu does for us, everything, everything is for, is for the, the good. And even the Tsaras, who would that, that occur to, to individuals, to families, to communities amongst the Jewish nation, they are for a tremendously beneficial purpose. And if that's so, when someone does a favor for you, so do you cry or are you, are you happy? That's what needs to be the, our, our feeling, even at the time of the most difficult kind of, kind of challenges. Is it, is it easy? No, it's not easy at all. It's very, very difficult. But when we're talking about the emuna, the straightforward emuna in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that there's no, it, it's, it's very simple. There aren't that many details. It's, it's absolutely the most compelling feeling that a person has just to believe that everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and that everything is for our benefit. And when we somehow manage to absorb these ideas and make it part of our DNA, put it into our hearts, we're able to overcome all the problems, all the difficulties, all the, all the challenges that face us as individuals and face our, our generation. Maybe in order to give us a little sense of how powerful this is, let's talk for a few minutes about the story of family Tannenbaum, who unfortunately had several ill children, and one of them, the their daughter Chaya, uh, uh, recently passed away at the age of of thirty one, and of course the this whole family who lives in in uh, in Bnei Brak were known throughout the world as a living. Musa Sefer. And they, they lived, that's, you know, they, they understood that what HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought upon them, the parents, the father, the mother, together, and everyone by themselves decided already at the very, very beginning of, of their journey that since we're talking here about these, these children, these, these Shamas who obviously come from a very, very pli- high place, they never did any Averis, and they're not going to do Averis for as long as they lived. So therefore, when, not only is this not a, a, a tzara that has been placed upon them, but they saw it as a tremendous, tremendous zechus to look after these, these children. And, and, and they actually lived with that feeling. That, and, and they gave actually that, ch- that feeling over even to their healthy children. That they also... 
uh, 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 live their lives with this tremendous, tremendous state of natural simcha. And, and, and the parents and, and the healthy children looked after the, 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 Ill, the ill children. And, and the parents constantly showed their, their children what's brought in, 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 in this forum that's, you know, in our final generation. So this is already a door where there, there are many Gilgulim with the Neshamas that have, to, that have to come back to fix up whatever small imperfections that are left from previous, from previous lives. And since these children are not, are not able to do Avera, so it's absolutely clear that we're talking about these are very, very, very high, nearly perfect Nishamas that just came to this world to fix up some small imperfection that they need to. And straight after that, they're going to go back to where they really belong to be in, in, in the gates of, 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 of Gan Eden. In fact, uh, uh, Rav Yosef Avram Wolf was the head of one of the big seminaries in Bnei Brak. He said that the Chaznish, when his minute was that when uh, a Leviah came, came by him, he would go a little bit, walk a little bit, and then he would go home. But when we were talking about the Levites of these, of these children, he put himself out to go all the way to the cemetery and actually stayed there until after the, after the Kvura. And he used to say, these Nishamas do for us tremendous, tremendous kindness, and therefore we need to repay them. And, and do kindness for them also. And what he meant was that the fact that they came to this world and, and they fixed it up, they're doing a tremendous, tremendous chesed with the entire, with the entire gen, gen, generation. Years ago, when one of the sons of this family passed, passed away, so Rav Shlomo Zaman, uh, Ullman, who was the rob of, of the, of the, uh, neighbor in, in, in Mishkanis Yankov in, in, in Bnei Brak. So he came to, to be Menachem, the, the family. And before he left the house, he whispered in the ears of the, of the, uh, of the father that he should write on the, on the Matseva, on the, on the tombstone of the child, the words, Kodesh Lashem. And no one understood this because Shlomo Zam was 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 known as as a rov and and a poisik that if you didn't ask him he's not gonna uh, he doesn't paskin by by himself in this case he went he broke his character and he actually approached the father and told him this and that wasn't enough after the the uh, the uh, after they comforted um right the 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 uh, the uh, he went to the women's section to talk to the women. He went back in to the to the father, and again he repeated the same words. Don't forget to put those words on on the uh, on the on the uh, on, on the matzeva. Just to tell you, the father the father says you know, uh, they uh, they phoned him from one of these amazing organizations near to Israel, and they wanted to take his son to a to a camp. There's, there's, there's some amazing people in Eretz Yisrael who are dressed in human bodies but are actually living malachim who, who, uh, who do these things. And he said on the condition that someone makes sure that he puts on tefillin every, every day. And when they came back, the person who took that responsibility said, 
one day I came to put on his his tefillin, and I wasn't thinking, and I and I got ready to put his tefillin on his right arm, and he was very perturbed, and he lifted up his left arm to indicate no, the left arm is the arm that he wears tefillin on, and this was a child who had never ever moved his left arm in his life before, but for a mitzvah, somehow he was able to to. Uh, to, to do it. Let's get a chizuk. Let's realize that whatever's going on in our life is always for our benefit and, and realize that those moments that we feel the furthest from our Kaddish Baruch Hu are actually the moments of the greatest closeness, of the greatest embrace of our Kaddish Baruch Hu. This is 11.9 Chai FM, the program is Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh Pashas, Sazria, which is also this Pashas, the fourth of the special reigning of, that we do in Chodesh Adar, and it's also Reish Chodesh Nisan, a triple crown Shabbos, a really, really special one, and it's going to be such a privilege and such an honor to go into such a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos, as we always do at this time, just to give you the very important details you need to know to navigate this Shabbos. So, the earliest time for lighting your Shabbos candles this afternoon is at 4.52, eight minutes before five. You could already get those candles up and usher in this amazing, amazing, very special Shabbos of Vashi Sazriya and Pasha Sachedish and Reish, Reish Kodesh, grab it with two hands and run with it. It's such a special opportunity to, to be able to have a really, really kind of rarefied, extra special kind of, kind of Shabbos. 4.52 is the earliest time for lighting of one's, one's candles. The latest time for lighting candles this afternoon is at 5.48, 12 minutes before 6 is the latest time for, for lighting. Please make sure everything is organized, everything is set up, everything is ready before then so that we can really get into Shabbos and, and go to Shul and, and, and Davin and, and be makabal Shabbos as one should properly do so. Shkia then is at 6 minutes past 6, which is the absolute latest time, injury time, if one really, really is in a desperate situation, one can do stuff until until then, but really not to rely on that in any situation unless it's absolutely a a desperate a desperate need. And of course after uh, 624 about then if you want to daven myrev and not have to repeat Krishna after about 624 it's already night and you won't need to repeat the, the Krishna uh, again. Tomorrow is a special banner day of course it is Rosh Chodesh so therefore we add Yav Yavai we'll add Yav Yavai in myrev tonight and of course in the benching after the amazing Suda that we're going to have tonight many have the custom to have because it's such a special Shabbos to add maybe an extra dish, something special in honor of of a of, of a Shredish. Although of course our our Shabbos food is always so special and so sumptuous, but maybe just a little extra so that Shredish doesn't feel in any way slighted by the fact that it, it happened to coincide with with Shabbos. So tomorrow, of course, is, is also a Shredish, and therefore. Uh, I will say Yalvi Yavoy in the Shwan Esrei. We'll say Hallel. 
right, without, without the extra paragraphs, just the, what's the so-called half halal, and then the laning is a very special laning because it's a three-sifrei Torah laning. It's one of only three times possibilities to take out three sifrei Torah, obviously excluding Simchas Torah, where we always have uh, 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 three sifrei Torah. And in fact, this year we were so lucky, we actually had two of those three opportunities happening. We had Shabbos Hanukkah, where we had three sifrei Torah, and now again, just uh, four months later, on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, we are again having the opportunity to to uh, take out three sifrei Torah. In the first one, we will read the Pasha Shvu, which is the Pasha of Sazria. Not a very long Pasha, but quite complicated. All the laws of, of Tsaras and, and what happens if a person gets a Tsaras type affliction on one's body, or if he gets a Tsaras type affliction on his on his clothing and, and the various laws that apply to that in order to facilitate uh, that the uh, as as normal, we call up seven people on Shabbos, so we're going to not stop at what usually is Shvi, what usually is the seventh Aliyah. We don't stop, we carry on to the end, and then we'll bring that in the second Sefer Torah. And the, the reading for Rosh Chodesh is then given to the seventh Aliyah. We then bring in the third Sefer Torah, which is the special Maftir of Pashas HaChodesh, Perikud Beis in Pashas Boy, which talks about the laws of the Carbon Pesach and some of the details about the celebration of the uh, of the Seder that was given by Moshe Benu to Kaiso before the very, very first uh, Pesach. And of course, that comes together then with the special Aftira for Pashas HaChodesh, which talks about some of the procedures that happened in the uh, in the Beis Hamikdash when certain ceremonies were done, when certain gates were were uh, were were open. Because obviously it's both Rosh Chodesh and a special reading. We're not going to say Av Avorachemim. And remember that, of course, the Musaf is a special Musaf for Shabbos Rosh Rosh Chodesh. Uh, the, the areas underneath the, the line that divides the page is what we say on on, uh, on, on Rosh Chodesh. So it's quite a special, special uh, davening. And then, of course, we'll fabreng. It's a Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. It's a great time to get together, have a kiddush, maybe say some some words of uh, of Torah uh, at, at the same at the same time. And uh, Shabbos Chodesh carries on. Uh, it's only one day. Rosh Chodesh, Shabbos ends uh, tomorrow night at 6.36. 6.36 is the end of, of, of Shabbos. And now we're into Chodesh Nisan. Less than, or just two weeks from, from tonight is, is going to be the first, the first Seder. And, and the, excitement, the excitement builds. We are, are talking about the laws of Kiddush on, on Shabbos. And one of the most important halachas about Kiddush is that Achacham Lev instituted that the Kiddush has to be in the same place where we're going to have our meal. In fact, it's based on a pasuk in Yeshaya. It says, You'll call the Shabbos and you'll have pleasure. And the Lord learns, in the place where we're going to enjoy the Shabbos, where we're going to have the pleasure of eating all the wonderful food of Shabbos, where we're going to have our bread or we're going to have our cake. That's where we need to call out that today is Shabbos, i.e. the process of making Kiddush. And through that, 
we show the special, special uh, ambiance, the special importance of, of, of the Shabbos. Because the, the meals on Shabbos are a direct continuation of the mitzvah, of zochor, of remembering, of calling out, of declaring that today is, is, uh, is Shabbos, that we have to call out that today is, is Shabbos, and we have to enjoy and have the pleasure of the Suda, of, of the Shabbos. Those two issues go together and complement each, each other. If a person did not have his meal, did not have anything to eat at the time when he made Kiddush, so he has not fulfilled the mitzvah of Kiddush, and you would need to go back and make Kiddush again at the time and place where he's going to be eating his his meal. And there's actually no distinction in this halacha whether we're talking about the Kiddush at night or Kiddush in the uh, in the day. Both times the Kiddush needs to be together with some food. Now there were some of the great uh, uh, Yidin who were very strict. On themselves, and they were they were makbids that they always right after kiddush ate their main meal. Not only at night, at night usually we do that. We make kiddush and then sit down to the suda. But they were careful even during the day that the kiddush always always came just before their main their main meal. And that in fact was the meaning of the vil the vilna gone. But as far as the strict halach is concerned, even if after making kiddush. All we have is either some bread or even some mezainus uh, uh, to, to the amount of, of a kezayis. So we have already fulfilled the obligation. And that, of course, is our way we do it in shul with a, with a kiddush. We make a kiddush and then we have some mezainus. And then we're yoitz already the kiddush. And then afterwards, you can go home, wherever, and eat your, your main meal somewhere somewhere else. According to the uh, uh, goinim, if there's no, let's say, cake or bread available at the time and place when you're making Kiddush, so then one could fulfill the, the, uh, the mitzvah of making Kiddush by drinking a full revius of, of wine, because wine also sustains a, 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 a person. And where there's really no other choice, one could rely on this on this opinion. In in but uh, then, the, of course, if they were talking about the kiddush at night, where the fundamental obligation of making kiddush at night is a Torah obligation, so then the person making the kiddush should should be careful to drink at least a uh, a a revius, which. Is at least 75 mil, according to the most lenient opinion, in addition to the Malay Lugmov, the half revius, or slightly more than half revius, that he has to drink in order to fulfill the mitzvah of, of, of Kiddush. In other words, he'd have to drink more than a revius and a half of Kiddush if he wants to use Kiddush also to fulfill his obligation of having Kiddush the Mokam Suda. And all the rest of the people can then just. Uh, uh, fulfill their obligation by drinking a a, uh, a revius, and that would be that would be uh, 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 sufficient. We're going to stop here and go take a little break. We'll come back and finish our discussion in a moment. This is one one point nine high and the program is soul to soul, and this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM.
I'm sold the soap back on your radio. Air Shabbos Kodesh Pasha says slash Pasha Lachodesh slash Reish Chodesh Nisan, the special day that the Shabbos is going to be. We have just a few more minutes left and we're talking about the concept of Kiddush Bimokam Suda. If let's say you're in a shul where they make Kiddush there and maybe you even get a little bit of grape juice or, or a teeny bit of food, but if it's not a Kazayas, you're not fulfilling the mitzvah of Kiddush Mimokam Suda. And not only that, since you haven't fulfilled Kiddush, you've actually eaten before uh, uh, Kiddush, and that is uh, also going against the the uh, the Allah. Since you haven't fulfilled the mitzvah of Kiddush, so therefore you're actually eating before before uh, 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 Kiddush. Now, there are three definitions that the Rishonim say. How long of a distance can there be? And it's still considered as if you're eating in, in, uh, at, in the place and time of Kiddush. Uh, number one, certainly if it's in the same room, if you hear Kiddush and then you move to a different seat in the same room, that's, that's, uh, that's fine. Even if you can't see one seat from the other, it's, it's fine. That's considered one, one place. Number two, if from the place you're making Kiddush, you can see the place you're going to be having the Suda, even if it's in a different room, or let's say it's outside in the courtyard, but if I can see the place where I'm going to be eating from the place where I'm at Kiddush, that's also considered uh, uh, Makam Suda. Number three, if I had in mind at the time when I made Kiddush that I'm going to go to a different room in the same building, so that's also considered one one place. And the Chatkila, certainly one should make Kiddush at the table where you're going to be going to be eaten. And if that's difficult, then if one can at least fulfill two out of the three definitions of what we gave as being a uh, a, a suitable Kiddush B'makam Suda, then we'll we'll give you credit for for uh, for for that. For instance, let's say you know that you're going to have to eat in a different room when you're making Kiddush. So then, A, try to have in mind that you intend to eat in that other room. And B, if at all possible, stand in a place where you're able to see that place you're going to eat. And then you're getting two out of three conditions. That's fine. In a really desperate situation, you can even rely on any one of the three conditions and will still classify as, as Kiddush Mokham Suda. Certainly, Lechatkhila, one should not delay between the making of Kiddush and, and the Suda and not go from one place to another, even though your intention is to return and eat in the place where you made Kiddush. Uh, in a B'dievet situation, if you made a little bit of an interruption or you went somewhere else in between, so you haven't lost the, the Kiddush. But if you intended to make a break between the Kiddush and the Suda, and you did, and that break was certainly more than 72 minutes, you lose your Kiddush, and you would need to make Kiddush uh, again. But that's about all the time we're going to have this this week. So really, just to take the opportunity, first of all, to thank you all for being part of our radio family, for listening to this show in particular, and every week for your steadfast support, and to just wish you the most amazing Triple Crown Shabbos. It's Shabbos Pasha Sazria. It's Pasha Chodesh. It's Rosh Chodesh Nisan Shabbos. It be a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos for all of us, for all of Kai Yisrael. We should hear good news. We should hear Simchas. We should only have joy and happiness. And I wish every single one of our radio family a good, gebenched, and varma 
Good Shabbos.